Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about sustainable and ESG investing from leaders in the field. My name is Paul Ellis, and I'm your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. How can sustainable finance conferences stand out in an increasingly competitive event landscape using objective, third-party validation? Choir is the financial industry's first conference diversity certification and a diversity tech platform focused on amplifying the voices of financial professionals who are women, non-binary people, and people of color. Today, I'm speaking with Liv Gagnon, the co-founder of Choir, about the company's goal to make conferences more representative of the U.S. population and reach clear and actionable speaker diversity benchmarks. To support this process, they have created the Choir Certification and the Choir Score. Hello, Liv, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for that intro. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you on the program today. And we're going to jump right into our questions and our dialogue, and we're going to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, which has become more important, uh, value-focused social issues for companies' bottom lines in recent years. So, Liv, why is it important to also change who we are listening to at a sustainable finance conference as well? Yeah, Um you know, who we listen to professionally matters for so many reasons. Number one, um, you know, having diverse perspectives on stage and in the media as well can just not only broaden our understanding of the industry, but also um, really move our industry forward. I think when we look at Industries that are very modern and forward-looking and innovative, um, a lot of times it's because they have, you know, diverse perspectives and influence from other people and backgrounds and experiences. And um, for our industry to be able to do that, we need those different points of view. And also, you know, we have an industry that is predominantly white men in leadership positions. And it's so important for leaders to see these women and non-binary people and people of color on stage because we need everyone to see them in those leadership roles as well, in those expert roles. And we talk a lot about, you know, if you can see it, you can be it. And that's really important too to see yourself on stage. But we think it's also so important for um, white men to see more diverse voices really leading the way. Yes, I, I, I think that's a, those are great points, Liv. And one of the things that I have uh, uh, managed to do with the Sustainable Finance podcast platform in the last couple of years, once I started really paying attention to those issues, was I've been able to do slightly more programs with women and people of color 
percentage-wise than I do with white men who look more or less like me, depending on the color of their hair. But I, I found that uh, it's a very having a very diverse population of guests attracts a whole different kind of audience as well. And we'll come back to that in a moment. But first, I want to talk more about the choir certification and the choir score that you. Uh, have developed to benchmark and reward sustainable finance conferences that are making an effort to be more representative of the U.S. population. Tell us about these initiatives and what conferences and their organizers stand to gain through participating. Sure. So when we came up with the concept for choir, um, we originally were looking at it from the standpoint of connecting more conference organizers with potential speakers. And um, that's really because, as we've all seen, our industry and many industries have a network problem. Our networks just naturally tend to be more homogenous, right? They tend to look more like us. And when we're thinking about how to do that, we realized, you know, as an industry, we have never actually defined what it means to be diverse. We don't really have that standard of what representation means. And so the certification was and is our way of taking that step back and saying, all right, industry-wide, let's look at these baseline criteria for what it means to have a conference that not only has representation, but also um, thinks about the visibility of those speakers who have been historically underrepresented. So the certification, the way it works is uh, we work with conferences. We certify their previous year's event because, as we know, agendas change all the way up until the day of a conference. And so we look at the last year's event. We go speaker by speaker and on every speaker, we use seven visibility factors. Things from, you know, was it a keynote presentation versus a panel? Were there multiple breakout sessions at the same time? Um, was there CE credit for the session? We use all of that. And speaker by speaker, um, we measure how visible they are at the conference. And then we cross-reference that with their race and gender. And we come out with the choir score. And the choir score is essentially a one to 100 number. And it represents how representative women, people of color, and non-binary people are in comparison to the representation in the US population. So what we're trying to do is essentially quantify how much a conference looks like the world that we walk around in every day. You know, Liz, it's so interesting that in our industry, which is full of certifications of every professional kind you can possibly imagine when it comes to crunching data and learning how to be an analyst and portfolio management and that sort of thing. Why are, well, We've taken a very long time to arrive at this point where we are actually starting to pay much closer attention to who is speaking and who is on stage. And I think it's a, a, a big step in the, in the right direction. So congratulations. And, and I'm really excited about the work that you're doing. So 
What is the choir pledge for allies and what is its goal? Yes. So the choir pledge, um, Sonia, my co-founder, Sonia Dreisler and I, uh, we actually started the idea for choir back in January of 2021. So, and we just launched in January, 2022. So for a whole year, we spent really listening to over a hundred different people, conference organizers, um, speakers, attendees, sponsors, everyone who's really involved in the mix. And um, something that we heard time and time again from white male allies was what can we do to help support? And so it was really important to us to have a role for everyone in our industry to participate in what we're doing. And that's where the choir pledge came about. So the choir pledge is we feel a really baseline uh, set of standards for a conference that shows that it's at least thinking about representation and diversity. And there are four key parts of the pledge. Um, It is that one in every three keynote speakers has to be either a woman or a person of color. Um, Every panel with four or more people has to have a woman or a person of color, not in a moderator role, but as an expert. The third is that women of color need to be represented throughout the agenda, not only pigeonholed to diversity, equity, and inclusion panels. And the fourth is that the conference has an enforced anti-harassment policy to make sure that it's a safe environment, particularly for women. And so that's a public pledge. It's free to sign for speakers, sponsors, and attendees. And we have been blown away by the reception Um, since we launched. We have well over 200 pledge signatories in the first couple of months that signed And um, it's sparked so many conversations. I mean, we hear every day, like from companies that, oh yeah, we were talking about it in our team meeting, or, you know, we've never really looked at diversity this way, or I can't look at a conference anymore and not see those four criteria. And so we've just been really um, inspired by the outpouring of support. That's great. Uh, you're obviously raising awareness across the industry, uh, and um, I'm I'm not sure if I've taken the pledge yet. So if I haven't pledged, please check your list. If I'm not on it, make sure that you send it to me because <laughs> I definitely want to take it. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you very much. That's that's great. Uh, that que- that was the first question that we talked about, right? When we mm-hmm. were talking about what to do on the on the podcast, I remember now. So. Tell our audience what motivated you to co-found Choir with Sonia Driesler. Now, you've given us some background and some reference points already. Um, Talk a little bit more about how you two came together as partners in in this adventure. Yeah. Um, So my background is entirely in PR and media within the financial space for about 10 years or so. I've been working um, on that media branding side. And in 2018, I started my own company working with impact-focused companies to help brand them and bring awareness to the work they were doing. 
And so often I saw, um, you know, journalists reaching out and saying, you know, do you have a woman who can uh, speak or who can talk to me about tax planning or, um, you know, do you have a, a person of color who can talk about ESG? And I had this idea that just wouldn't leave my brain. I like couldn't sleep for a couple nights and it was, well, what if when journalists reached out, the only sources they got were women and people of color? Like, what if we completely flipped that narrative on its head? And mm. I was like, who better to uh, share my idea with than Sonia Dreisler, who's been, um, she was a CEO of a broker dealer for years. She's been an advocate and a speaker on race and gender in finance. And I was like, you know what, if Sonia thinks it's a good idea, then maybe it's something worth pursuing. And I called her and she's like, yeah, we have the same problem. You know, I'm a speaker at conferences and I get asked all the time to put conference organizers in touch with um, diverse speakers. And honestly, it's a lot of time and energy for free um, for me to do that. So to have Mm -hmm. A resource would be great. And, you know, we kind of hung up and she's like, go for it. And a couple hours later, she reaches out and is like, I want in, like, I want to be a part of this and let's do this. And so we started with the conference side of it. Um, we realized, like I said earlier, we needed to really tackle that standard first before we talked about actually connecting folks together so that's how choir was born. And, um, it's been, you know, we're three, four months in now we launched January 11th and we've had so much inbound interest that we haven't even started promoting it. Um, like selling it outwardly yet. We're still, you know, the reception has just been really positive. That's fantastic. Now, I'm assuming that uh, choir's focus on conferences this way is going to be across the board, whether they're in-person conferences or in digital format or however they're presented to the industry and the public. I'm assuming that you will uh, be issuing certifications and, and standards, standards focused on all kinds of conferences, right? Yes. So especially now, you know, in the last couple of years, we've had to significantly adapt how we hold conferences. Um, Many of them, you know, last year were completely virtual and are now going to virtual in-person hybrid. That is all factored in in the way that we collect data. Um, We look at how visible speakers are both virtually and in person. So um, that's been interesting to see just the evolution of events and it's, it's made them even more competitive among each other because now they're, you know, really as more events pop up, the space is just becoming more and more saturated. And so having that third party validation and, you know, we come in, we don't just give them the data, we take the data and then spend a lot of time pulling very specific insights from the data that we've pulled to certify them. So um, are there topics that were predominantly really not diverse? Are, you know, looking at your sponsored sessions, how many sponsored sessions 
had women and people of color, um, what can we do about this for next year? So we look at we look at everything. And so the consulting part using that data is a really significant um, component of what we do. Great. All right. Now, Choir focuses on several reasons why sustainable investment events should be certified. One is to attract new attendees, speakers, and sponsors who value your public commitment to diversity on the stage. What data measurement system are you using to track these event progress objectives against these metrics that you're using, and how is that reflected in an event's choir score? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, what we do is we, like I mentioned, we look at the previous year's data, and then we track um, every speaker and their visibility metrics. We use that data um, year over year, so we can see if certain sessions or areas within the conference needed improvement. And we can look at that data for the year ahead. Um, just to give you an example, a conference, let's say with, you know, about a hundred speakers, we're probably looking at 900 data points total um, mm -hmm. for the conference. So it's very time intensive. Um, we, we look really granularly. And the reason for that is because you know, there are awards out there for diversity and inclusion and programs, um, you know, but having this objective third-party validation is really important for conferences. You know, they can't uh, buy a better score. They can't buy a gold certification versus a bronze. They really have to do the work. And so the whole mechanism is designed around how do we put action behind our intention. That's good. Now, tell us what, what your visibility metrics are or are about. I think I understand the concept behind it, but mm -hmm. can you give us a couple of examples of what visibility metrics are? Sure. So we have seven. Um, I hope I can remember all of them. I might forget a couple of um, but just as an we'll, example. We'll be happy to, we'll, sorry, we'll be happy to include them as an attachment. I, I'm, I'm sure you have a link to where we can get those, but uh, yes. we'll be happy to include that as an attachment to the program. And I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no worries. Um, so number one is how visible the conflict the session is. So a keynote session versus a panel. Um, we look at, you know, if it's a breakout session, how many other breakouts are happening at the same time. Uh, we look at whether um, the session has CE credit available because that makes it more of a draw for the audience. Um, we will look at um, whether the speaker was just in a moderator role or whether they were positioned as an expert, which the reason we do that is often we found that it's a way for conferences to quickly get more in their mind diversity on stage, but really, you know, those folks aren't the experts in the panel. So uh, we look at that. We look at the time of each session. So, you know, was it um, a 20 minute session or was it an hour long 
main stage keynote. So all of these things working together um, really total what the visibility is of of the the speaker. And then, as I mentioned before, whether the session was virtual or in person, um, if it's virtual and in person, that gets more visibility than a session that was maybe only available for the people who attended the conference. So, um, yeah, those that's really what we look at. And then after we look at the overall visibility, we weigh it against their race and gender and women of color who've been discriminated against on both race and gender have a doubling factor. So the quickest way for a conference to raise their choir score is to put more women of color in high visibility roles. And that, um, that was designed with intention. Great. Well, Liz, I want our listeners to know that uh, Choir is a content partner for the upcoming RIA channel ESG Practice Playbook, which I'll be co-convening with Jeff Gitterman uh, in May on May 13th and the 23rd. And we're, we're really excited about working with you for, for that course as well. And please tell our listeners where online Sustainable Finance Podcast fans uh, can learn more about choir certification and the choir score for sustainable finance events and how they can get in touch with you about the topics that we've discussed on today's program. Yes. So everything I discussed, the pledge, the certification, um, and the our third part, which is the connecting um, element for women and people of color, that is all found on hellochoir.com. And that's the same as our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at hellochoir. And you can find all the information there and also reach us through there. Um, you can also text choir to 55444 and you'll be um, you'll get a link texted to you and you can sign up for our newsletter. Terrific. Well, thanks so much again for your time. Thank you. Liv Gagnon, the co-founder of Choir. And to our audience, please join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Mm -hmm.